Since fentanyl's rise in the 90s, it's been spreading across the United States. We're going to talk about its impact in the West. In entertainment, we're going to be talking about the cultural impact of Austin Powers. You got questions? You're feeling grounded. Oh, behave. Yeah, baby. <laughs> How about now? <laughs> Welcome to Feeling Grounded with your hosts, Josh and Joe. How you doing, Joe? How, how's life? Man, How was your break week? My break week, it was pretty event-filled. Uh, I just spent the time, you know, playing guitar, mm-hmm. uh, hanging out with family and friends. Um, I spent a, a lot of time up in the Northeast with a few uh, friends from college, and that was definitely needed. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I've just been playing guitar, eating some food. Uh, I'll spend some time with family a little bit tomorrow um, before going back to regular old life. Nice. Well, there you go. That's a good spring break. Were you able to like spend time outside at all? I know, I know we mentioned last time about hiking. Were you able to hike? Did you go to parks or did you, were you able to go for walks? Or I was able to hike per se some city streets. <laughs> hey, it works. They, they were they were kind of hilly, but no, it was kind of rainy where I was, so I wasn't able to make that trek, though I would have liked to. Right, right. Yeah, I guess it, it rained here too a lot this past week, so I feel you. I feel but, you. But anyway, how was your week going? It's just pretty long. A lot of it, you, you, you know, I'll talk about it during the crappy, but um, it, was, it was a long week. A lot of a lot of work, a lot of music and events and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. I will say, again, I'm in the closet like I was last week. And um, the internet. He's refurbishing is, it. <laughs> exactly. There we go. <laughs> the internet's just atrocious. Now, this is just a momentary thing once we move into our new home. I'll have my studio back and better music, sound equipment, and a better, a battle, a better battle space, a battle space. Um, battle with the kettle. Battle with the kettle. And my lighting. I have this. I have this like heavenly glow that's gracing my face, so I look like I'm shiny. <laughs> I'm like half, half of my face, it feels like you know it's in shadow, so it's like I'm two face right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the scene from the force awakens or, or return of the jedi sorry yeah miss Gosh. me miss me with that with that force awakens yeah, yeah. crap <laughs> return of the jedi return of the jedi like, oh that's probably the best cinematography i've ever seen oh it was very good very so good. simple so simple can we just talk about that for a second how good that is <laughs> how good what is the cinematography and, and just those films like that's amazing yeah, I did. Like for the time period, I told a whole like seminar about you know the cinematography of those films. That's right. That's right. So, which one's your favorite of the original three? Was it Return? Or is it the Empire? Oh, without question, Empire. Yeah, I feel when that. I when I was a kid, it was Return of the Jedi. But for more, um, it was a more kid friendly movie, so I I had a little bit more of a bias towards that. I didn't even like the Ewoks that much. I think I just I don't know seeing Luke's story come to a conclusion. He's, he's my hero. Yeah, the whole arc was completed. Yeah, no, I love that too. That's, I was the same way. I love Return of the Jedi. And then as I got older, I realized how awesome The Empire Strikes Back is. Mm-hmm. We actually, Claire and I, while we're quarantined, we did the whole Marvel MCU, and then we did 
Star Wars. So we started in chronological. Watched them all. Okay. Yeah, 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 watched them all. So we did. Well, we didn't end up watching all of Return of the Jedi. So we have to watch the rest of that still. But we watched. You know, we started with Phantom Menace and went all the way through. Um, it's just interesting because like I forgot how bad the um, Attack of the Clones. I forgot how bad that one. Is. We watched that with your mo- with uh, Claire's mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you and I just like shared memes of the whole movie without yeah, watching the movie. <laughs> How many times we did? I don't like sand. <laughs> Good call, my young Padawan. <laughs> I hate when he does that. <laughs> Where are you going, Master? For a drink. <laughs> oh, I saw this one like YTP. Uh, mm-hmm. It said on the title, Obi Wan has a drinking problem. And it said, like, for, I didn't watch the video, but I know they're going to include for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 there's I also love, a, i love those oh my there's gosh. another ytp where the guy who's like, you want to buy some death sticks uh and obi-wan says oh yes <laughs> 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 i love alternate universe Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so recently i've been kind of shocked by i kind of like i deleted my channel on youtube like gosh like maybe a year or two ago just because i was like just kind of fed up with <laughs> the world um but then i've been i kind of been using it again mm-hmm. uh because for like for Lent, i kind of got rid of it but i was like so shocked at like the recommended now because before it was like you know you just like watch you know silly whatever's and hear you know famous things and talk shows and whatever but like now all i get are like the the ytp stuff like it's just like these like fifth like these 15 second clips that are just like <laughs> ridiculous and I, and I love it i love it the ones that i recommend the most um, and I'm sure that since the next Spider-Man, uh, and we see Tobey Maguire come out, the YTPs of Spider-Man, yeah, they ha- they have like full 12 minute, even to like 50 minute YTPs of that. <laughs> it and 50 minute, 45 minutes, it's classified as a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the like the Toby and the MCUs. Have you seen those ones? Oh, of course, that is yeah, something. I think I you, well, love, I think you sent me one. Love oh. to react to that. <laughs> the best. They're so good. I missed yeah. a part where that's my problem. <laughs> What's the line where like it's a crazy old woman? Like I had to beat a crazy old woman with a oh, stick. I had to beat an old lady with a stick to get this cranberry sauce. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You'll get your rent when you fix this damn door. <laughs> yeah, we should react to those for one of these episodes. Oh, I'm a fan. Let's do <laughs> I it. I love it. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. <laughs> the best, the best thing in the entire world, and I love, I want to make this my ringtone, is J. Jonah Jameson and his like high pitched laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You serious? Pay for what? Standing there? Oh wait, you're on fire. Come here, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So Joe, how's your health, man? Like, how are you? Are you holding up with your with your personhood? Um, I have I have a scale. I have a scale okay. Uh, okay. that I hook up to an app free on mm-hmm. my phone, um, and you know I I monitor my weight. Even though I have no reason to to do that at all, it checks your your water weight. It checks your uh, wow. body fat percentage, muscle mass, and like seeing it fluctuate ever since like the holidays. Um, even though I regularly work out um because mm-hmm. i'm a lean guy yeah. but um health has been good um good. but as of like this week it like went down like a few pounds and i'm just like what did i change 
I don't think I changed much. Maybe the travel. Did you, the travel? Maybe did you drink? Did you not drink enough? So that could be a thing too. It could have been. It could have been the water uh, intake. I've had a little bit less in this week than I normally have with my gallon bottle. Right, right. On the regular. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So I'm, I'm trying this new thing. So I did over quarantine something that really worked for me that I liked a lot was this. It was through that online site called Beachbody, and they have a program that I really like called Body Beast. <laughs> I live on Beachbody, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So they have the Body Beast one that I, I did did the whole, well, pretty much the whole program up until when Claire went to the hospital mm-hmm. in July. So I did it like April, May, or May and June. And I really liked it. It was the, it had like the diet, all the food to, that you're supposed yep. to eat, and then the workouts every day. Um, and it was great. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I saw some some changes, but then everything happened with Claire, and then I, I kind of put on a bunch of weight again. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the goal is tomorrow. I'm starting fresh, and I'm going to do it at the Warner's house the best that I can. I'm going to just focus more on the diet stuff and the workout for now. Okay. Um, yeah. So if you can keep me accountable to that, that'd be cool. I, I very much could. I love Beachbody. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have done Insanity. I've okay. done uh, P90X. So that's my favorite. And nice, um, nice. I found and put on my Gmail P90X3, which are only half hour workouts, but just as intense, supposedly. Nice. Um, but it's good to wake up in the morning and only have to do a half hour workout. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is that like your time? You like to do it first thing in the morning? How are you? you I want? prefer I prefer to now, so I don't have to do it when I'm coming home from work. I can just, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. So what I would do is I would always work out during Eli's and a half because this was the, you know the time when Claire and I were both home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why it's tricky like going back to work. It's like, well, I can either do it the first thing, first you know moment I wake up, which is like six o'clock though. And I never really like to work out in the morning. So no, then I would try to do it when I get home, but then I'm not always home at the same time. So like the routine's gone. Like the best thing that ever worked for me was when I was working at Guitar Center and I would mm-hmm. work until three. And then after three o'clock, I go straight to the gym and I'd do my intense workout and go home. And that was mm-hmm. just a regular thing. Yeah. Then, you know, after kids came, it was like, eh, I yeah, I really do that so much anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, how long routine. would, how long would those, uh, would the kids nap? Because I'm sure they have on and yeah, off like sleep just cycles depends on what what their sleep was the night before and like how they're feeling and how late they go so mm-hmm. some, like normally it's like a half an hour 45 minutes but the longest they'll go is like three hours sometimes so it's yeah. always just like a matter of you know i would i would I, w- I will send you like to share the p90x the half hour that's it yeah yeah i mean i did the original P90X a little bit, but I found that some of the cardio I didn't really like too much. But yeah, plyometrics it ain't for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I for one love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not really for my body type. You know, I'm like this kind of bigger guy, so it's I don't move very, uh, very well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I for one in that program, I don't like M, uh, the um, the one on uh, Saturdays. Um, if you do it like yeah, Monday yeah. through Wednesday, it's um, Kenpo Karate. Kempo, yeah, that was that was the same way. I don't, I did not like that one. You know, you know what I did? I actually ranked all of the PNIDX cast members. Oh, really? By who I liked the most and who I liked the least. Wow. All, all twenty-two members of them, and I showed it to my family because we've all done it together. But it's a, it's a pretty good list. <clears throat> that's, that's great. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah, I love what's it, the Tony Horton or whatever his name? I met him. Did you know that? 
Really? Yeah. Um, my, um, he was doing a thing at like some university. They were doing it for free. Um, and I, I explained to him, like I, I was my athletic team, but this was in high school. Uh, I was like, I, I do P90X with them. I, I kind of lead the workouts and I wanted to let you know that like you're an inspiration to me. And he signed my shirt. Um, oh, wow. and, I, and, I, and I did a workout with him and my family and a bunch of other people at that university. Uh, at the very end of the, the cardio workout, we I did the two hand, uh, <laughs> two hand high five. That's yeah, it awesome. was. It was such an experience. I'll have to. Um, I'll have to. I'll have to find that photo. Yeah, that's so cool, Joe. I didn't know that. So my, he started. <laughs> go ahead. My sister had an insanity shirt, and he was like, "Like you better not wear that." No, he, <laughs> he didn't care. He didn't care. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did he start? Didn't he start off as a comedian first? No, he started the- off in porn. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I, I, th- I, I think so. Some adult movies. That's what I heard. <laughs> well, that took a shift. I thought he was like a comedian or something. <laughs> he, he has he has the uh, comedic timing, and then what he and then, and then he did a bunch of beach body stuff like Power ninety, P ninety X, P ninety X two. I'm not as much mm. of a fan as P ninety X two, but like I never gave it enough of a chance. Sure, um, sure. He broke away from Beachbody now. I'd like to follow his YouTube channel. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Um, but he's doing this thing called The Power of Four. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's in the beta right now. And he actually said, you can have these workouts that are in the beta, for, but like, it's like some subscription thing abnormally priced. And I'm like, dude, if it's only in the beta right now, why would you, yeah, why would you do that? Why yeah. would you want to pay that? That's I would true. want it to be like scientifically accurate based on test subjects, like yeah. P90X. <clears throat> Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. But I think he broke away from Beachbody because he wanted to do his own thing, which is respectable. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Cool, man. All right, well, good to know. What are you drinking, Joe? I have, um, and I'm not too much of a fan of it. I've got this thing called mushroom coffee. Mushroom coffee. Yeah, um, I got it from the the Vitamin Shop or GNC, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um, they since I didn't know what I was getting. They have them in like sold in little packets or like the big boxes. And I said, what if I'm not going to like it? So I just got like the little packets, you pour it in and then like you stir it around after, you know, you get your hot water and such. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's just it has a little bit of mushroom and I'm not going to get it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big mushroom guy. I couldn't imagine that'd be very good. So is it just like, like dry, dried up mushrooms or? No, it's, just... uh, it's, um, I wouldn't, I don't think it's mushroom. I can take a look at the, the recipe right now. You want me to go get it? Yeah, let me see. I'm curious about I mean, this. it's it's only like subtle mushroom, you know? Subtle mushroom. So it's not like actual pouring mushroom into it. So the ingredients, if I'm taking a look right here, it says organic instant coffee powder, of course. Oh, so it's coffee. Uh, okay. Organic lion's mane extract, 250 mm. milligrams. Uh, organic chaga extract, mm. organic rhodiola, rosea extract. Um, no mention of mushroom, but I think that's actually kind of uh, uh, goes without saying. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I hear mushroom coffee, and that's my first thought. It's like you're putting mushrooms in hot water. <laughs> no, no, no. 
yeah but i'm, I'm yeah, I, don't, of, I don't know you know anything about like that kind of healthy food and, and i'm, drink, I'm so. one of those people who also enjoys uh having mushrooms most of the time when it's dinner time <laughs> and not not to not to relax in the evening when you're in, and sip it in hot water <laughs> nope not not for my beverage <laughs> nice all right, Joe. Well, let's, I guess we can move on from here. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about health and mushroom drinking. And <laughs> All right. Well, I forgot to mention though, last thing. I'm drinking a Voodoo Ranger IPA. I love this company. I've never um, heard. It's like my favorite. It's a New Belgium. It's my favorite uh, beer. Hmm. Ranger is very good. I like it. We'll get it sometime. It's time for Happy crappy so you want to start with a uh, crappy or happy up to you well i will probably go with happy first let's go on that trend again so okay. my happy was i spent uh spent time going out with a few friends you know in the northeast uh from college spent some time at their apartment um saw some live music um and i actually in my time with uh, with these girlfriends, I um, what did I say? It, it really summed up the weekend because it was the first time actually going to see people other than family and mm-hmm. staying over since 2019. What did I say? Okay, I said while well, we were like walking down the street, I said, "Yeah, we're living like it's 2019," and and they like just like died laughing because <laughs> it's it's true yeah definitely it's been a void of time like ever since uh december of 2020 or sorry december of 2019 i meant yeah i'd like to like look look back at this time and just see like an empty space you know and like not think about it like Mm -hmm. it just didn't exist you know let's go back to normal let's let's get for the past year it's felt almost like it's only been like three months well well at the same time you could say this flip too that it's been it feels like an eternity, you know. But either way, if I can see it both ways. <laughs> All right, give me a happy. Oh boy! All right. Uh, so my happy. The past two days, I had a lot of like good time with my two-year-old Eli. It was great. Mm-hmm. I um, before going to work, I worked a little bit later yesterday and today, and so because of that. I spent like two, three hours just me and my son, which was awesome. Just playing Legos and watching Winnie the Pooh and just being cute. And it's it's great. It's a good time. What's his uh, favorite toy these uh, these days? He loves construction equipment. His big thing is dump trucks and backhoes. And he has all these, like, this massive dump truck that he like, he puts everything in and dumps it. And then he likes to take it outside and throw dump, uh, throw dirt in it. Mm. Um he likes to sit in it and push himself around. Like <laughs> he's just the best. So yeah. Does he like to like toys. like to ha- like to hammer things? Yeah, yeah. He likes to hammer things. He's got a drill, and he also likes lawn care equipment too. So he's like he has like a toy leaf blower and a lawn mower and a weed whacker, and he loves all those things. Can probably have him mow the lawn then. It doesn't really <laughs> exactly. take too long. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he, he's he's got his own landscaping. Uh, business already he's not even three yet <laughs> ba- baby scaping yeah exactly <laughs> baby scaping <laughs> the baby's escaping 
also made that up patent pending <laughs> it's an escape room just for babies <laughs> we do landscaping and we do escape rooms <laughs> we travel to your locale we will do the lawn and then we will make you do an escape room <laughs> with, with our <laughs> with a bouncy house <laughs> yeah there you go wow this is this is this is a thing this is a thing i like this this creative energy if you, if you could call it that <laughs> oh man good stuff all right so what about crappies you want me to go first i can go first if you yes yeah, like. so i would love that i would love that all right so i had a really long week i worked all week every day normally i don't work every day but this week was tough i had retreats in the evening so i would teach and then after that i would have two retreats back to back from five to nine and i did that three days and then the other days i had claire and i did some music at a couple places in the evenings so we just have had a lot of late nights and a lot of working and i'm really exhausted <laughs> and i feel great right now you do yeah, but right tw 12 hour days man i, I know that stuff. I know yeah. that grind. Oh. Not fun. Not fun. But luckily they went by pretty quick. And looking back, I mean, in the moment they were just kind of tough. But looking what back, do you do to get through a day like that? I just try to stay busy. You know, I try not to like have any moments where I'm sitting around because then I uh, realize how tired I am and then how I don't want to keep going. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it is with a lot of stuff, like even working out. We're just talking mm -hmm. about health. The second I like go home and sit on the couch, like I'm not going to do anything else. Like, you know, yeah. so you have to just immediately go home, change, and then go for a run. Or like, yep. The moment I look at my phone and it's so tempting, and they're like, I'm just going to sit down. Yeah. And then it's gone. The moment's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I got to keep that, the ball rolling. You know, you can't stop. So that's what I try to do in longer days. But what if like you have to see, see here's the thing. I might need some help with this. Because mm -hmm. right when I go back home after a day of work, immediately have to go to the bathroom. And what do you do when you go to the bathroom? <laughs> you take your cell phone device. Yeah. And then five minutes becomes however long you want it to be. Yeah, however long you're there for. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I go back and forth with this too. Sometimes I would normally, especially when I'm home, and now I don't do it as much just because we don't have a home. <laughs> but prior, we would... Claire and I both we went through this phase where we would put it in like a little mailbox. So we had a little bin on our kitchen counter. Mm. And whenever we'd go home, we would just put our phones in the box. We'd turn up the sound in case someone calls us or texts us. Okay. Then we would just put it there. And then the whole rest of the evening, we would be together and we'd just focus be on Be without and, the phone. Okay. Yeah, we'd just be without it. But then also I would put some reading material in the bathroom. And that's kind of something that I really liked is that, oh, sure, I'm still spending the same amount of time, but and that's a big butt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now I'm reading. Sitting yeah. on the butt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant. Those gears are turning. <laughs> and then <laughs> I would read, you know, 40 pages of whatever book I wanted to read. Or... On the toilet? Yeah, on the can. Wouldn't your legs like give out? Well, I move them. <laughs> Keep the blood flowing. I do some squats. I guess. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not there long enough to. Have you ever read? Have you ever read 
anything in like um, the bathtub. The bathtub. Well, we didn't have a bathtub. We growing up, I did, but I would do it very rare, rarely because I didn't take a lot. I took a lot of baths during the football season, but I would just like sit in there. I wouldn't really read anything. Mm-hmm. I might I might have done it like once or twice when I was like into the book. I remember in middle school and high school, I was really into this Lemony Snicket's books. Do you oh, remember yeah. those? Yeah, yeah, Fortune Events. I would read those, and I think I vaguely remember reading one in a bath. But I was so nervous of dropping it, you know. You're so nervous. No, no, I'm talking about an empty bathtub. (laughs) Oh, an empty bathtub? Yeah. You never done that? Oh, I just outed myself as a bath taker. (laughs) No. (laughs) Joe, you lured me in. (laughs) I thought we were on the same wavelength. I thought we knew. No, we weren't at all. Like the cold bathtub? You mean just like going in there just to relax? Yeah. You got like a nice like sweatshirt on. It's not that cold once you like you put once you lay down on it. Yeah, I can't say I've ever done that. <laughs> you should try it. I should. In our next home, I think. Yeah, we have a bath in our next home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to my crappy. This is going great. <laughs> <laughs> got some catchphrases. Got a landscaping escape room business. And we got the next best thing, even better than the escape room business. Lawnscaping, babyscaping. Sitting in a bathtub, empty bathtub. Love it. To read. And, and also with me next to you, like those Cialis commercials. But I'm actually in water, though. What's this? What happens in the Cialis commercials? <laughs> Never mind. Let's just skip that one. Is it, wait, is a Cialis commercial like two, like a couple, like yeah, like two couples like in bathtubs. One, one side. Who does that? I don't know. Who's got like twin bathtubs? Who has the? Who has? Oh wait, they were twin. I thought they were sharing the same one. That would have been like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's two two bathtubs, and they're both in it, and they're holding hands, like looking out at like a land, like a view of what an awful or... architecture design it's, i don't know who the heck would do that <laughs> it was the 70s you know <laughs> hey i wasn't all, thinking all that uh drug use <laughs> no <laughs> all that cocaina Ooh. all right every time i think of the 70s i think of uh forrest gump and uh mm. jenny because there's always Jenna, because there's this Family Guy episode, this Family Guy cutaway, where of course she's made out to be the villain of Forrest Gump, which people have argued. You know, um, she yeah. avoids being with Forrest Gump to go. Um, she's like, I, I I know you went all this way to come to me to New York or Washington D.C., but I'm gonna go do blow with all of these uh, Black Panthers I met yesterday. Uh, yeah, the Black Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as I saw that scene, I was like, what? <laughs> okay, Jenny. Yeah. I'll I'll uh I'll uh, I'll raise the AIDS, baby. <laughs> I was like, that's awful. Yeah, gosh. That's something else. The first time I saw that, it was um Forrest Gump? Yeah, it was on our on our honeymoon. It was four years ago in so this August. Oh man, I just ruined it for you. 
No, I've I've seen it. I've seen oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I said that, that's the first time I saw it. Was okay. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's good. All right, so <laughs> what's your crappy Joe? That was, that was a big tangent. <laughs> oh no, should I keep that? <laughs> My crappy. This is gold, Joe. This is all gold. Well, maybe the uh, the bathtub was a little bit more bron yeah, no, bronze. <laughs> If we're, if we're categorizing it. Okay. My crappy. So I was telling you about uh, going to travel in the Northeast for, uh, you know, friends, friends from college, uh -huh. but my crappy involves that. I went to go get my oil changed around like three ish. It was a weekday. And around that time, I did not think rush hour was happening. I did not think when I went to go get my oil changed, usually at this location that I go to, it only takes about 10 minutes. You don't even have to, have to get out of your car. That was even pre COVID. Huh? But there were seven cars. Whoa. And I'm like, I wanted to get my oil chain. I, I said, like, they won't take that long. An hour passes by. I finally get out of there. Uh, and now it's like four-ish. And I know it's going to be a late night. But I pressed on to go meet those girlfriends at, you know, uh, trivia night that we were going to. And I made it. Uh, but there were just, you know, I was getting that oil changed and, um, then I had to go to the bathroom, but I held it in the entire ride. It was awful. No. Um, but then, then 20 minutes into the ride after the oil change, I'm like, this is great. But then I just, it all came to a head when this huge traffic jam, I was looking at the GPS. It went for 20 miles. Oh, yikes. 20 miles. I lost about 30 minutes of this trip. I eventually got it back because wink, wink. Uh, I had, I had some help with my vehicle. Um, but through this traffic coming towards the end of it, I was seeing um, the end of it, but I couldn't see the, uh, I could on the GPS, but I couldn't see the end of it uh, in my vision because why there was a tunnel. And I was like, did this accident happen in the tunnel? Oh, did it i don't know because oh. apparently when i was approaching the tunnel everything sped up and wow. yeah, i have so no i all got cleared out before in the know, tunnel by the time, you, by the time it you got there it was amazing oh. um but like i suppose i have that to think where it could have been so much worse um but yeah it set me back and uh gave me some added stress where i didn't want it um mm -hmm. But I suppose I should count myself lucky because, uh, you know, it was it was a pretty stressful trip, except for like the last like twenty minutes. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. There you go. The I was hope I was hoping to avoid tolls, but then a toll just randomly came up in the last like twenty minutes. Yeah, that'll happen. My worst traffic, the worst traffic I've ever had, was actually on the way to Chris and Ronnie's wedding. They. Um, oh yeah. On the way there, yeah. The, I remember you had said that. A tractor trailer had, it was a, one of the gas trucks mm -hmm. that were well, massive, huge semis. It got, it like hit something or like one of the tires went out. So it, it, it curved and it flipped and it rolled over mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it blocked all the entire freeway and it was on fire <laughs> and it caught on fire. And I was stuck there for an hour and a half. You, know, you couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go anywhere because, like, the next exit was like 
had you known about that, you would have taken the exit within oh, a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I would have. Yeah, but that was not fun. That was the worst I've ever had. But did you see oh, okay. impact? What do you mean? Did you see that flip over? No, no, I saw the like the remains. You know, like okay. of like the skeleton of the truck was, was on the side of the road. They oh, I thought you were about to say the skeleton over. of the driver. No, 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 no. Yeah, like uh, Star Wars. <laughs> no, no. The um, <laughs> like Emperor Amper- and Uncle yeah. Owen. <laughs> that song though that plays during that part, mm, beautiful. Mm. But um, yeah, it was like the 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 whole truck was burnt and this completely there's just like framing, metal framing. It was oh, crazy. Man. Yeah. Yeah, so that's happy crappy. That is a crappy. <laughs> it's time for the news. So we're going to talk about fentanyl today. This is a very serious subject. So I remember years and years ago hearing about the opioid crisis uh, affecting um, affecting the United States because it's a relatively new thing in the past uh, 20, 25 years, you know? Um, But in the West, there's a rapid increase um, in overdose deaths in the Western United States, Uh, particularly Seattle, for example. uh, There's OD deaths involving fentanyl up to 57% just in the last year. Las Vegas, 162% raised. Um, L.A. County, I believe, 26% jump among the homeless population just in the first seven months of 2020. So clearly there's been an uptick ever since uh, this has been introduced, but this is even more exacerbated by the pandemic. Um, But what do you think about that? Again, your initial thoughts. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I I believe it because there's a big aspect of, you know, isolation and the stress that has kind of come from from covid and people losing their jobs and like i can think of individuals that have lost everything mm-hmm. you know then they're now on the street and i can and it's a shame but a lot of people do turn to substances um and i know like fentanyl has definitely been one that's been growing mm-hmm. you know um and so the first time i heard about it which is probably like um, 10 15 years ago yeah um, and it only came up to the San Francisco Bay Area in 2015. Wow. Wow. I think it was more prominent on the East Coast here, like first. Yeah. yeah. Um, and especially kind of moving a little more in, inland in Ohio, like in o- Ohio has a, like a severe opioid. Problem. And the Rust Belt. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. About 708 people, I when collecting all this data, going back to San Francisco, mm-hmm. 708 people died of drug overdoses just in 2020, which is from the previous year, 2019, 61% increase. Um, but in that same city, take a guess how many people died from COVID. I mean. 254 so 708 people with drug overdose 254 from covid wow and just in these first two months of 2020 january february 135 dead what's coming up in their predictions 
health experts. They're saying that it's going to be more than 800. So 708 last year, more than 800 by the end of this year. Yeah, so it's going to keep skyrocketing. Because yeah. in California, these lockdowns have continued and they've been the most strict. So. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's nuts, man. It's nuts. And you, you, you see it, like, you know, and, does, and, um, and you think about isolation, you think about how these people feel, the communities that are kind of formed based on, um, you know, homeless individuals kind of gathering together. And if they're all kind of struggling with this one thing, then mm-hmm. you know, it's going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. And I know that the fear with fentanyl is it's, it's just so strong. Like it's yeah. so much stronger than something like heroin. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be kind of like similar to heroin. One of those we all know how fluids. strong that can be, yeah. but yeah. I, 50 times more potent than heroin. How many more times? 50 times. 50 times. Wow. Yeah. So the, well, that's what happens, right? Because people think, oh, I'm going to use the same amount that I would normally would with heroin. Yep. And then all of a sudden they, they find they, they overdose because they on small amounts. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even now, fentanyl is mixed with heroin on mm. the street. Now, looking at where it's made, I believe because it's a it's a mixture of places. It's made through the Mexican cartels uh, using chemicals from China. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was pushed in the West. Um, through these pain pills, mm-hmm. through these phony pain pills like Vicodin. So, oh, wow. so they were kind of marketed as that, and then but really they'd be selling fentanyl. But but really, like it's this uh, synthetic, um, yeah. this synthetic crap. But um, yeah, it's exactly how like that timeline, like you mentioned, New England and the Rust Belt was seen roughly a decade ago when we first started hearing about it, mm-hmm. and then um, pushed in the West. In 2015, that's when it was introduced to San Francisco and then widely available in those city streets 2018. So it's not it's not old. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's not. I guess it's not. No. The um yeah, I remember the first time I heard about it was in my high school health class. We like discussed drugs mm-hmm. and all that. And then and someone introduced well the you know, the, the teacher brought up, well, there's this new thing that, that's kind of taking people by storm and you gotta mm-hmm. watch out for this and blah blah. And it's it's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, I, I think about. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No. Oh, I learned I learned about it myself in uh, assemblies in school. Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say like we we're kind of that generation of like the you know the dares and the yeah you know that don't do drugs and all these mm-hmm. ads and stuff are very popular in our childhood. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see the differences and like I wonder like how our generation was impacted by drug use. Like if the percentages are. Like we're, we don't, we use it less than say others or. That would be really interesting to know. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. I don't have anything, but I'd like to take a look at that in the near future. Yeah. You need to see the impacts of all those programs. Mm-hmm. I still remember as like a, gosh, I was like in elementary school, probably like, I don't know, fourth or fifth grade, like mm-hmm. having to hear one of these things that's just talking about what they are and you need to avoid these things and like just not even knowing or understanding what it is, you know? Yep. But I would yeah. often hear, just through word of mouth, like in a study hall or something like that in high school, mm-hmm. just because kids are bored, I guess. Um, when you overhear like friends talking, um, they would say stuff like, yeah, that person uses that stuff. That person yeah. uses that stuff. So it really wouldn't surprise me if the numbers did not go down, even despite these programs that came yeah. in our assemblies. I guess it always depends on location too. Because yeah. my my high school was kind of more on the poor side and 
had a really serious parent problem. Like a yeah. lot of the, even just high schoolers that I knew, like it's a shame to say, but a lot of them did OD on, on heroin just from, yeah. you know, just because if they were introduced to it at a young age and kept using it. And, and yeah. It happened. Now, looking at this increase, we talked a little bit just blanket pandemic, mm-hmm. but why this increase now, though? What are the underlying reasons? Well, I think isolation, man. Mm-hmm. You know? I think just, just the, the kind of like what I was saying before, just with the stress and the anxiety and all the stuff that's happening, people are just turning to drugs and there's a lot more people unemployed and, mm-hmm. you know, that, it's a lot on individual. Yeah. yeah, the stress, job loss, quarantining, and being alone. Mm-hmm. Also adding on to that, people that were homeless already, homeless shelters would be closed for risk of this uh, virus. Um, so if people true. OD'd, if people OD'd, nobody would be there to help them. Um, you know, well, you, you, clo- you, you close these places to reduce the risk of COVID, you isolate but this puts people at highest risk of OD deaths. Yeah, it's true because no one knows when they're overdosing and then mm-hmm. can't give them the stuff they need because they're trying, they have to avoid them. Yeah. Oh, oh man, that's awful. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about it being through use of pain pills prescribed by doctors. Are there any other ways that it can be administered? I know people can smoke it. They can okay. um, they do it that way. And, and people, they, they say you can inject it, but um, I think they said that they don't like to do that because of how strong that it is. So they think when you, when you smoke it, it kind of loses the potency. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if it actually does or not when they do that, but. Right. Um, from, I, I know people that, uh, our pharmacist and, um, you know, they're kind of moving away from injection because mm-hmm. they think it lowers the risk of OD, which this is what I've heard as well, but there's a decrease in demand for needles. Mm. Um, and they've moved to pe- like, these people are buying aluminum foil to mm. smoke out of. Uh, there, so there's a number of ODs happening, um, because people don't know that they are actually using fentanyl going back mm. to these, uh, uh, these pills right yeah yeah but looking at like why it's uh persisted uh even before the pandemic is also the underlying question too like how has it actually been addressed gosh i don't know i don't know the people don't even realize that they're taking it most of the time you know so it's kind of it's a tough world i think because it is so um, widespread, um, just talking specifically in the West, um, you know, like when one policeman reports one arrest, it seems like there's another dealer there um, on the same street corner uh, the very next day, a new person. Um, you know, the district attorney, from what I read, she said, as long as people, um, I'm paraphrasing, as long as people um, are addicted, are willing to destroy themselves, destroy their bodies, you know, law enforcement can't really solve this problem. So even then, having a district attorney be so demoralized to say that out in the open makes it as much of a serious problem as ever. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that's just the, the, the nature of a lot of problems too, you know. I think if, you know, ultimately, if we go down to the root of the problem for the majority of the problems that exist, mm -hmm. it's always just going to be the brokenness of humanity and, yeah. and the problems with addiction, the problems with our mental capacities are, you know, the issues that deepest longings and the voids within us that mm -hmm. we try to fill it with other things. And mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. And that's the problem with addiction is like people, a lot of people just either A, don't have the funds to get help or B, don't realize they need the help. Yeah um and that's, that's it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking to realize that like people when they need need it the most they tend they're not treated to more as criminals rather than you know um people that need that help that need help that need assistance you know like all, like anyone like i remember you know encountering homeless people when i took a trip to boston once and just my heart was broken for these individuals that like they just were down in their luck like I remember I was with a group and they were bashing this one guy and he was just on the street, like just like making fun of him as they were walking by. And I like was so moved to like talk to this person. I said, like, yeah. hey man, like I'm so sorry that this happened to you, that my friends are like, you know, all these jerks just did this thing. And then he was just like, you know what? It's, it's fine, whatever. This is just kind of a normal thing for me and blah, blah. And then I started like having a conversation with him. I said, well, mm -hmm. what's going on, man? Like, why are you here? Um, I was just saying, like, you know what? I'm just really down on my luck. The, you know, my lady hates me and she left because of these problems that I have. And I was like, oh, bro, I'm so sorry. Um, and then I gave him some money to whatever. But mm -hmm. um, and then I just kind of went on with my day. But like, that's the thing is we don't see them as people oftentimes. And yeah. it's such a shame, you know, because we, we, we do that. We assume, well, they're drug addicted, therefore they don't deserve. Yeah. Why anything. give why give them the money? Because what could it be used for? Which is a legitimate right. argument. And, and not just but, even money, but just like help. Or give like give them food, food. Give yeah. give them some type of direction, place to go to. Oh, this place is open. Let me take you there. Yeah, like let me help you. Like, what can I do besides just give you money? Or like, let's just let's just talk. Like, um, and now you don't you shouldn't do that with everybody because some people like actually have like legitimate mental illness and can can yeah. be violent or harm. Oh yeah. But, like just a regular Joe Schmo who's just out on his luck. Like, mm -hmm. just we gotta see them as people and try to encourage them to seek help and. Yeah, it's tough. I um, it, it's interesting that you said that. Like, we just gotta treat them as if they're not criminals. Maybe more so the dealers. I, I read a study one time. There's since these district attorneys seem to be so demoralized that they don't really know what exactly what interventions will work. Mm -hmm. I might have one. Um, you know, what we should do is look at Portugal. Um, cause they had an opioid crisis starting at the same time as we did, um, you know, similar problem in the nineties, um, you know, back in the day, Lisbon was, you know, the heroin capital of Europe. Um, but in 2001, you know, they turned all that stuff around, you know, the dealer would still go to jail naturally because they knew what they were doing. Most likely, hopefully not getting high on their own supply, but the dealer would still go to jail instead of facing prison time, these, um, these people who are taking the drugs, um, instead of facing prison time and criminal records, they would um, they would go to this commission, this uh, this panel, three person panel. You know, you'd have a lawyer, hopefully there, a social worker, a psychologist, or a physician. You know, just somebody also with drug expertise. Um, they look over the person's addicted and is needing that help, uh, and they suggest treatment. You know, the non-addicted people they would only get a warning or a fine. 
um, but the commission would spend this or suspend this war, um, this um, this fine or this warning um, for about six months while the while the person goes to like some type of intervention or info session, something to attend. And if the person doesn't appear in, uh, before the commission in six months, doesn't need to be. The case is closed. Well, um, so I suppose treating it right now. I mean, they say it's a public health crisis, but actually acting on that in the United States, treating it like it's an actual public health mm -hmm. crisis um, instead of a criminal, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess the way that we're labeling it and how you respond to it in those ways, that's the big thing. Yeah, um, but making criminal, um, making people hide, um, and making them think that they are criminals is only going to let the problem persist a little bit longer, I suppose. Um, so I suppose that could be a step in the right direction. It seems to be their numbers went down quite a lot. Uh, yeah. Since yeah. 2001. So who, who knows? I guess we'll see what the future will hold, but hopefully people start realizing that this is still a big issue and yeah. it's something that hopefully people will take seriously. Mm -hmm. and that's good for the the adults that people's actually using these drugs, but I, I still like the idea. I think I, I'm hopeful that programs like D.A.R.E. actually did do some good because uh, it all starts when you're young. It starts with the family, hope, judging you have a good family. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything. That's where, that's where everything begins. You know, mm -hmm. if you have a, a messed up family, the chances are you're going to be struggling and it's a shame, uh, but that is that is a reality. The future is inevitable, but let's travel back in time. To April 21st, so today, the, the, the day that this is dropping, 753 BC, a long time ago, I don't know, 2,700 years ago, Romulus and Remus, two different people, two brothers, founded Rome. <laughs> that that uh age-old myth that they exactly. uh they were raised by a she-wolf uh and then were raised up um when uh i had learned about that i had called out who i had to call out i don't actually think i mean i think it was founded in 75 753 bc yeah, but I don't know about this, the, the, the historical the accuracy i think it was founded by etruscan kings um to, to my knowledge um which makes a little bit more sense like it wouldn't be founded just by two twin boys um and then uh remus was killed by romulus hence the name rome uh, yeah that's crazy raised by a she-wolf that wolf would cute story the best self-control <laughs> <laughs> good one joe <laughs> all right i got i got you one right, that's what i had yep April 21st, 1509, with the death of Henry VII, his eldest surviving son, Henry VIII, assumed the British throne. So wow. a little bit about uh, Henry VIII. Uh, this is 1509 when he assumed the throne. He, um, do you want to know how many wives he actually had? He had a lot yes. of wives. Yeah, he did have a lot of wives. I'm going to say six. Boom. Got him. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, she got it. Yeah, six. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so out of uh, the people that I, I wrote a couple of notes for myself, Catherine 
uh, one of the Catherines um, was beheaded. beheaded um, yeah. Anne Boleyn also was killed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she was, yeah. First wife Cat was Catherine of Aragon. I think he married her for over 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you also had Jane Seymour. Um, she gave birth to, and this is the, the, the male heir, the last wife. Um, and this is the one that supposedly Henry VIII loved the most, whether it be, mm. be, whether it be because of giving birth to that son, which he did have that goal. But he loved her so much that she was buried next to him. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and she died less than two weeks later after delivering that, uh, that baby. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, but how many marriages do you think he actually got annulled out of the six? Not counting the deaths, maybe. Gosh, I don't know. How many? Three. Three of them? Wow. Three were three were annulled. Um, and then one of his most famous wives, Anne Boleyn, she was actually pregnant. Oh, wow. Before um, marrying him. So about six months uh, pregnant uh, upon marriage. Mm, okay. The um was was she the one was she poisoned? I want to say wasn't one of them poisoned? Was she was that, poisoned? Am I, am I thinking uh, something it's, else? It's blanking on me how she actually did die. Let me take a look. Yeah, and either was that or she was also beheaded. I forget. Something tells me she was beheaded, but I'm gonna look at it right now. I thought yeah. one of them was poisoned, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. He was a monster. <laughs> he was such a bad guy. <laughs> He wasn't also like if we're taking a look at the show, The Tudors. Mm-hmm. Right, date of death, place of death, the Tower of London. Where is the lost her head? Oh, yeah. In the words of Creed, decapitated, whole big thin. We had a funeral for a bird. <laughs> yeah. You're not real, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure none of that's real. <laughs> <laughs> You're not real, man. You're not real, man. <laughs> Apparently, that is his favorite. So John Krasinski, that was his favorite like line ever. He, he, apparently, when they were making that filming, that he could not get through that line. He kept laughing every time. He would be like, "You're not real, man." <laughs> he would laugh every time. Oh man, it's my fa- one of my favorites too. It's, it's a good one, yeah. Creed is in charge of something. That is correct. Quabity <laughs> uh, Ashwitz. <laughs> Why so Bo body, Bo body. <laughs> What does the first B in Bo Body stand for? Business. I like it. <laughs> we could just do this for the next hour. Like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So is that all you had to say about Henry VIII? Oh, well, that's all I had to say for Henry VIII. All right, and then the last one we actually both got, which is pretty cool. So yeah. So oh, I'm blanking on it. <laughs> April 21st, 2016. A legend died. Great guitarist, great singer, great singer, musician, songwriter, innovator, singer, songwriter, innovator, changed music, Prince. Yeah, and to to tie it all back with news, he died from accidental overdose on fentanyl. Really? Yep. yep. Oh, wow! I didn't I didn't realize that. I thought it was I I knew it was an overdose, but I didn't know it was fentanyl. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't known that that was the case. He was only 57 when he died in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That is, well, and the guy looked great, like face wise, like he was always a lanky guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would never have known. Uh, the reason that he took the fentanyl, do, do you know why? No. 
he had like some chronic hip pain you know like all those all those live performances i'm sure could do a lot to a person um Mm. but he had various types of prescription drugs at his like hundreds of types uh to my knowledge uh at his home um but he thought he he, definitely yeah he thought he was taking he thought he thought he was taking vicodin but he was taking counterfeit vicodin um pills laced with fentanyl prescribed by prescribed by the doctor I didn't even know that. And that's yeah. what we were just talking about. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, wow, wow, wow. How it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, he was just, he was a legend, incredible musician. I remember seeing him, you know, the Super Bowl that he played. Uh, he showed up and did that guitar solo for it. It was awesome. Purple Rain ones. in the Rain. Mm, that's right. That's right. I've never actually seen the movie Purple Rain except for the ending performance. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Is, it, is it? Is it like a boring movie? I think so. Yeah, I've I've never really been interested in watching it, but um, yeah, we'll, do, did we'll you, do one one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen him do? Uh, gosh, which one was it? it was somebody was getting inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They did the was it George Harrison? Harrison. It was it was, was? A, it was a 2004 George Harrison concert. I think it was just in honor of him. I don't know if it was. Uh, it um, could have it could have been, but uh, he did one like Jelly Weeps. Did that solo there? Oh, it was a great solo. Great solo really was i'm still a fan of the original but i have to give props to the man who did that they're like doing a cover is such a hard thing mm-hmm. um clapton of course did the original right. prince did uh that version in 2004 peter frampton does a really good one mm-hmm. um cross the universe movie wasn't bad but mm. it's hard to do a cover version and the man was an innovator and even before his covers he does he did such a such a mix of funk and soul in the middle of rock and roll. Um, yeah, um, and it was only natural that his family like wanted this investigation uh, to investigate like the doctor, but there was no evidence of like intentional wrongdoing. So that's that's good. It's it's just a victim of circumstance, which is ultimately yeah. even bigger tragedy. Yeah, it's a shame. Yep, definitely. Okay, so I hope he's chilling with the angels, shredding away on that guitar entertainment where's the entertainment guys we are going to talk about one of the greatest comedies in all time the original 1997 austin powers international man of mystery how about how about that crazy so i yeah like i said last week i watched it for the first time now my whole life i'd heard about it people making references to it and i would steal those references even though i had no idea what they were from <laughs> i still knew what the references were but my parents they had all three of the movies but i never watched them they never let me watch them with them um so i loved it it was so good you watched them back to back to back right i did i did yeah we're only talking probably, about the first one people yeah, eventually we'll, about the first well, one. if you if you like it we'll move on but <laughs> to another one <laughs> yeah we'll see but the, um, I loved it. That's my first impression. Awesome. It's such, it's so well written. I would have to say the first one is the best written. Second one is the funniest. Third one is the be- the worst. Yeah, I didn't like the third one as much. Yeah. That's kind of where like the cheap, like all the jokes are pretty cheap and it's a lot mm-hmm. more crude. Like it's very crude and mm-hmm. whatever, but. Yeah. That movie, the first one, 97, it came from, of course, Mike Myers. You know, he, the he he wrote it in about two weeks. Uh, the first really? draft, the first draft. Oh, the first draft. Okay. And the director, Mr. Uh, Jay Roach, um, mm-hmm. 
he gave him like 10 pages of notes saying like, you should change this and this and this. And Meyer said it ultimately made the movie better. Nice. Um, but that movie, uh, even if it's one of my favorites, it, people just didn't get it at first. It wasn't really a huge box office success. Mm. Really? Grossing like around a little over 60 million worldwide. Oh, wow. Uh, I would have thought more than that. Yeah. It, it came to be like, you know, one million dollars more it's interesting uh for the spy who shagged me and gold uh, uh it was like a million dollars more than 67 like 68 million basically the first opening weekend just mm. from the opening weekend so there's a lot more money for those opening for the for those sequels the other ones right yeah. wow that's interesting because I, I feel like that like whenever i think mike myers that, that's like the character i think of you know not shrek really yeah, no, I I wasn't one of those kids that, that grew up watching Shrek. I kind of uh-huh. avoided that, but yeah, I always think Austin Powers, and I like you know I have the new see the movie, but like that was in my mind. Like I just when I associated the character with other that or like Wayne's World, like those two. I never actually watched Wayne's World. Never have. Wow, have, well, have you seen, at least seen them on SNL. I've seen those. those okay, yes, yes, I have, and and those those stupid uh, Grubhub commercials or whatever the heck they do. Oh, yeah, dumb, with yeah. Uh, with Cardi B. Yeah. Right, yeah. but uh, he. Mike Myers passed on doing Wayne's World three, in mm. order to do Austin Powers. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's only a wonder how it could go because I heard that Wayne's World one and two were good. Mm. Yeah, they were. I, I saw. I'm pretty sure I've seen both of them, and I like the first one much better. But yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite character of Austin Powers? I don't know. What's yours? Um, it would probably have to be Doctor Evil. Yeah, that's what. I, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah. Yeah, probably Doctor Evil. For some strange reason, I had a conversation with my sister before talking with you about this. Uh, her favorite is Scott Evil, Seth Green. I'm like, <laughs> you have like three scenes in the movie. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you know? It, did you know that Jim Carrey was originally going to play Doctor Evil, but passed on it? Wow. Yeah, he, he went to go on to do Liar Liar, which was a big box office smash. So, so, it, so it worked out for him. Um, mm-hmm. But do you think it would have worked with him as Dr. Evil? Gosh, I don't know. Because his, it would have been so different. Because Jim Carrey is like, his, his, his acting is so physical. Yep. And like Dr. Evil was not that at all. So no. that would have been very different. It's based on the script. Um, and just the writing and comedic timing and I suppose that having both Mike Myers in both roles helped that yeah Yeah. I think so and yeah because it was like this good juxtaposition because you had this you know you knew it was the same actor but like mm -hmm. to see how different how different they were was like perfect and I wonder also how good is Jim Carrey at improvising because even if like he's good as a comedian and he's in more serious roles too I read that 30 to 40% of this movie was improvised. Really? Like the shh scene. I have a whole bag of shh with your name on completely improvised. <laughs> That's great. Which is an yeah. awesome scene. Right. The only like improv I can think Jim Carrey doing was in Dumb and Dumber when he did like the want to hear the most annoying sound in the world when they're in the car. <laughs> and then he like screams. <laughs> Maybe it wouldn't have worked, but we'll, we'll never know. Um, yeah. I don't think, yeah, I, I wouldn't imagine. Another good scene from that movie is the nude blocking scene. Oh, the, yeah. The one yeah. where, like, you're covering all of those parts brilliantly yeah. uh, for that PG-13 rating. Um, 
like the, the the milk cups and the the the, the melons covering and like the, the eating eating the sausage. <laughs> yeah. That scene I read took about twenty five takes, oh, like because it's all continuous, which took like a whole day to for 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 shooting. Yeah, just because it's just lining up, you know, the whole perspective shift. I'm sure that was difficult to do. I wonder if like they lined it like using two different takes, but because like, they're standing in the same positions. Mm. Could be. Who knows? Could be. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I recognize a couple Family Guy actors: uh, Seth Green, of course, mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher. Um, yeah. Um, what's your favorite line from the movie? Oh, behave! <laughs> I just love how often he said that. <laughs> when he first says that in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good scene. Yeah, baby. I mean, there is so many good lines. Yeah. They are. I like just some of the the scene with Dr. Evil wearing the plastic suit and it never quite like fits right. <laughs> and then and then he like falls off the chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really good scene. Uh, and then uh, it's either between that or when Carrie Fisher makes her cameo as like the group therapist. I was so shocked. Um, I was like, whoa, who's this? Yeah. That. And Scott's like um, just complaining about his father and Dr. Evil says, but Scott, but Scott, who, Scott, who's going to take over the world when I die? And then Carrie Fisher interjects, listen to those words. Who's going to take over the world when I die? <laughs> it was like that to some of us sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, they're just like holy glosses over. Like, yeah, he's evil mastermind. He's going to take over the world when he dies. Yeah, and I love the end. He's like, no, he's like actually trying to kill me. <laughs> no, the boy really is quite astute. I am really trying to kill, but he's quite savvy, like his old men. <laughs> this line's just so good. Yeah, so, that, so yeah, the writing time. is just awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing quite like it. I mean, there's uh, you don't have any good comedies anymore. It's yeah yeah i feel like a lot of things have just kind of shifted hardcore it's just got to be like dirty and like really kind of just vile stuff and there's like some level this this has some of that in here but like it was classy and it was well done like it wasn't like in your face like you need to laugh at this because of how uncomfortable you feel it was like well and you have and you have character development which you don't often see i agree i wholeheartedly agree yeah, and, and I feel like you, just even looking at between the first and the third, it's so clear because then yeah. that third movie, um, just gold numbers, just the whole thing is like, that's kind of the focus is like turning into more of like a dirtier humor because that's, that's like the cultural shift, I feel like, in yep. like comedy at the time. Um, it kind of like began a little bit with the first one, but then by the third, it was like, okay, we're doing this whole new thing, this whole yep. new world of comedy. Um It's a shame, but hopefully we it kind of circles back to you know bare bones comedy. Um, you know what? I've discovered a new guy that I really like. Uh, Nate Bargetts, I think. Never is heard of how him. You pronounce it? So he's clean, completely clean, okay. and he's just a, he's just a storyteller. He just tells stories, and they're always really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I recommend him. He's on Netflix. And I'll take I'll like take a look after play. this. You've got questions. You're feeling grounded. Coming from, uh, coming from James, um, he says, "What is your guys's fourth 
favorite color? <laughs> Fourth favorite color. Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna write this down right now because it's yeah. this, this is this is gonna be a big one. I gotta think about this. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing the same. James, yeah. thank you. So like we, this this is important stuff. All right. Yeah, James, you're a legend. Thank you for doing that. Okay. I appreciate you. Was this on YouTube or is it on Instagram? Yep, it's on Instagram. Okay. Uh, I think Fourth I know. favorite color. All right, I'm ready. Okay, I'm almost so, there. Oh, I got it. All right, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go? Yeah, go for it. All right, so I would say red. Is okay. your fourth favorite? Okay. My fourth favorite because I really love uh, green. Mm -hmm. I really like purple, like a deep purple. It's like one of my favorites. Like I like go between those two colors. It's like mm -hmm. my favorite. And then your typical blue, you know, your nice, mm -hmm. nice blue. And then, and then red, I think red, just like a nice deep red. Mm. Uh, maybe even like a crimson. Like, I love that color. Crimson red. Speaking of red, have you ever seen Crimson Peak by Guamal del Toro? Nope. Nope, neither have I. I just, it made me think of Crimson Peak. Um, okay, my favorite color is plum Plum purple. Plum purple. Plum so that's, purple. That's kind of like the, the color. I like that, that purple. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a nice color to wear, um, you know, for a tie. Maybe not necessarily for a dress shirt, mm -hmm. but I would, I would wear that like for my tie, you know. Um, but my favorites uh, go between, you know, blue, seafoam green, forest green. I just love those. I love those. Nice. It, it reminds me of being outside. Maybe maybe minus the seafoam green. You don't really see seafoam green, but maybe if the light hits you a certain way. But yeah, mm. plum, plum purple, because I like me a good plum. Mm, I feel you. I can feel... I, oh, <laughs> I'm thinking of... Uh, you know what I'm thinking of, right? Yeah, yeah, I do know. Yeah. Eastbound and down, I can feel it down in my plum. I can feel it down in my plums. <laughs> Farmer's market. <laughs> this, is a, this is a plea to all you subscribers and also people watching us on Instagram. What we're going to be doing next episode next episodes every wednesday what we want you guys to do now is subscribe if you haven't already on youtube it helps with the algorithm like mm -hmm. the video hit that notification bell and follow us on instagram because we want to see you we want to actually have a dialogue going with you guys any video that you guys have we get them notifications we'll let you guys questions and then you guys can uh be addressed in the next uh, following episode. Yeah, we'll give you a shout out. We'll give you a shout out, like my man James. My man James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Love thank it. you guys, and uh, we appreciate you, and uh, we can't wait to see you guys next Wednesday. There we go. All you right. got questions? You're feeling grounded. Ooh, we switched it. Hey.